<clears throat> okay. I'm going to count down to 30 starting now. Dateline, a long time ago. Galaxy far, far away. The clone armies of the Republic are spread out across the galaxy, fighting droid armies of the Separatist movement. And from the front lines of the battle comes Frontline, the Clone War podcast, with your host, Michael Cohen. And now, Michael Cohen. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Yes, we are back. It's only been a week. Can you believe it, Mike? I can't believe it. I just posted. <laughs> I just posted that to Twitter. That exact that sentiment. Yeah, like nice. it's it's like two one. You know, two weeks in a row. This is. And you believe it? Yeah. It's great. Hey, here we go. We're we're on track now. Everybody will be happy about that. And there's a lot of. Um, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of news stories come out since our last podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, we've seen the, uh, I hope everybody has seen the Clone Wars junket and a lot of the images that came out of that and the stories that came out of that. Um, another trailer has come out and we might get a chance to play that like we did last week and comment on that hopefully in a few minutes. Um, what else, What's going on with you, Mike? What's up with your end of the uh, Clone Wars news? Well, uh, I guess the, I think the biggest news, because everybody else can kind of get get the news from StarWars.com, and I'm sure that a lot of people have they've seen trailers, they've heard about the press junket if they haven't read a bunch about it or anything, but at least they've heard about it. But I, this is the kind of breaking news. Uh, Saturday or Sunday morning while I was watching cartoons, uh, watching some Batman the Brave and the Bold on Teletoon, and, uh, and I got a commercial for, for the Clone Wars, starting uh this this friday on teletoon they're going to be doing the new season like they're gonna they're gonna do sort of like a mad dash finish finishing up the season right um they're gonna air like five episodes in a row the last five episodes of season one and then uh, and then i guess they're gonna finish that off with uh with a brand new episode um i've I'm, i tried to get information and see if they were doing the double episode like uh like cartoon network is but at the moment, it looks like they, they say on their website that that they're doing a brand new episode at eight thirty, and then uh, nine o'clock something else is on. So, so that it looks weird. like it it looks like it might just be the one episode. So, how they just I'll, do one episode? Yeah, this week I'll get I'll get half of the season premiere, and then next week I'll get the other half, and then I'll be a week behind. But uh, but that's okay. I was <laughs> months behind. Uh, in Canada here. <laughs> Is that how they did During it last, last year? Season, so. well, no, last year last year it wasn't Teletoon. Last year it was CTV. Oh, that's and, right. And then another network called Space. So CTV was airing it, and when they didn't get the, the ratings numbers up here that they wanted, mostly because they were playing it at 7 o'clock on Sunday night. So, I mean, like, nobody's watching TV at 7 o'clock on Sunday night. I remember when I was a kid, this is a totally Canadian thing, and any other Canadian listeners are going to know what I'm talking about, but you might not know what I'm talking about. Uh, but, like, Sundays at 7 o'clock, I used to watch, like, Anne of Green Gables and Road to Avonlea with my parents on the CBC. Okay, I've heard of Anne so, of Green Gables, but not the other yeah, thing. Okay. 
Yeah, like that's that's a totally Canadian okay. 1986, 87, 88 sort of thing. Okay. Actually, early 90s. But like, yeah, uh, that's I mean, like, that's what we used to watch, which is a far cry from Star Wars. You know, right. those two bit. things could not be more polar opposites. So yeah. so I don't know who they thought they were they were going to get at seven o'clock on on Sunday night and why they didn't give it a a bit of a better, even a Friday night time slot would have been nice, but that's what we got this Friday night. So yeah. Yeah. But CTV doesn't air cartoons. It way like that. And I think what they were going for was to have it like lead into like the Simpsons and family guy and stuff. I don't know. Right. I, that might even be a different station though. I don't know what CTV was going for, but they got crappy ratings. So then they, they moved it over to an affiliate station of theirs, one that that that's also owned by CTV Globe Media called Space, which is like our Canadian version of the Sci-Fi Channel, um, which you guys now call Sci-Fi, right? Sci-Fi. You mean Sci-Fi? Sci-Fi, Sci-Fi, the communicable television station. Why in the world did they change that? I have uh, no idea. Anyway, yeah, that's a, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, but yeah, they switched over to Space and uh, finished out the season on Space. But because of the whole changeover and, and all of that confusion, I guess, um, we didn't finish the season until, like, the end of May out here. So okay. it might even have been later than that. It might have been June. So, um, yeah, like, I was months behind last year on season one. So mm. that, didn't, that didn't make any difference to me getting the episodes out uh, in a remotely time, timely fashion because... Um, yeah, I was late quite a bit in the second half of season two. But yeah, that I don't know. That's weird that you would get the episode half of an episode. I mean, it's a one hour season premiere, and you're only going to get a half hour. No, I I don't I think hope that's wrong. Be, I don't think that it'll be like a two part episode. I think it'll be two separate stories. That's why. I mean, this first the first arc is is somewhat continuous, but right. I mean, it's you not, can't even really watch the Ryloth trilogy and say that that's one continual story. That's three stories based around one conflict so they're right. all connected and i mean like the malevolence trilogy yeah the malevolence trilogy is even kind of not really connected you know right but yeah um but yeah i mean i guess that's that's the big news up here in canada for all the star wars clone wars fans that we will not be we will hopefully not be super far behind yeah, that's good. That's good news. I mean, at least you're not like the UK where it looks like they're not going to get it until March of next year. So yeah, uh, that yeah. just came out on the Forcenet. So well, that was the feeling that I was getting was that was that we were going to have because it switched stations over to Teletoon that we were going to get season one up until like you know Christmas, maybe January or whatever, and then like they'd play through season one a couple of times. And then at some point in January, we'd get the new season. That's how it's gone with other series, like uh, like the Batman when that was on uh, the CW, right? Um, well, WB Kids or whatever. The and, WB. And, yeah. So like we we would get stuff about three or four, or maybe six months later. But I mean, on the other hand, we also got the spectacular Spider-Man on Teletoon uh, six months before anybody else. It, like you guys got didn't get it in the states until until like way later than us we were done season two by the time the season two started for you guys so right. it's weird it's weird the way some of this stuff works itself out. right yeah back and forth yeah yeah hopefully hopefully i won't be too far behind and i can just watch it on tv 
Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. I don't have to through my uh, channels and you know black market <laughs> back alley deals. Yeah. And stuff. Right. But, uh, yeah. Well, in other Clone Wars news, um, have you seen the the Cad Bane wanted poster yet? I have. Yeah, yeah. That That's pretty out cool. Of, huh? out of the press junket. Yeah, they had the the wanted poster. I th- it's really cool because it, you know they could have just cheaped out and done like you know that picture. You, you know you'll see like production. No, it's not photography because it's. CG, but right. like they'll do like production turnarounds and stuff for characters so that people can get a look at what the character looks like. Uh, sort of stuff is promotional stuff. They could have just taken that and put it like and distressed it and made it look like a wanted poster, but they actually they actually took the time to make it look like Cad Bane was having his picture taken and he did not want to have his picture right. taken. Yeah. Like like he was trying to avoid being seen. So I think that that really says a lot about the character <laughs> well I, I like it too because if you had if you didn't know that this series was going towards a western feel yeah this poster is going to show it to you right now because it's got yeah. the classic you know almost like the parchment type paper it's brown you know, kind of crinkly the the font on it has got a western feel to it so yeah um, yeah they they could have they could have yeah. made it look like it was a data pad or you know Right. What, what what do they call paper in in Star Wars? They, it's not paper. It's like it's like. Is it something else? It's something. It's it's made of plastic. Like it's 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 like plasti sheet or something. I don't know. <laughs> this is, could be. We're we're infringing on 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 uh, Force Cast territory because they oh. talk about calf all the time and how ridiculous. Oh, calf. Yeah, I know the calf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it gets a little Durasteel is always the one that I remember. That that's <laughs> yeah. that's what metal is in, in right. uh, and then they have transparent Durasteel. That's but that you know, that's stealing from Star Trek. I, I hate to tell you everybody out there, all of the all the Star Wars fans, but uh transparent Why you gotta bring track into it. Yeah, cause cause <laughs> uh, cause in Star Trek four, uh the Voyage Home, is that the Voyage Home? That's yeah. the Voyage the Home. One with, the, whales. the one with the whales, yeah. yeah. Uh, Scott, they they go back in time to the seventies, which at that point was the present, and is now, or was it the eighties? Maybe no, it was eighties. That was eighties. The eighties, yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. go back in time to the eighties, which, <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, wow, they traveled back in time, but yeah. at that point in time, it's like, no, 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 they were traveling to the present. Right. But uh, <laughs> um, Scotty goes to a plastic, like a, a what is it, like a plexiglass manufacturer. And right. gives them the uh, the chemical compound, compound for, right. for transparent aluminum. Yeah. Which yeah. so so yes, Star Wars is stealing from Star Trek. Star <laughs> Trek was there first with Uh-oh. the transparent Uh-oh. metal. Okay. But but whatever. Anyways. Well, how much do you think yeah. a five hundred thousand dollar credit reward is is worth in Star Wars uh, universe? I don't know. Republic Must be a lot of money. No here, you know? that's oh, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then they also talked about, uh, I think it was Filoni. He had some good comments on the site about how Bane's character was, um, his, the concept was brought up way back when. I'm talking back in the Star Wars era. Mm-hmm. And the whole series, as far as season two, is progressing like the original, original trilogy where it's going 
towards a darker point now like Empire did. Yeah. So um, if that's any indication, I think if you already weren't pumped up about this series, and that just makes it even sound even better. So, um, you know, when, when when Dave talks about stuff like that, I'm like, I'm down for it, and, I, and I'm inclined to listen to him. But uh, but I also George? know, yeah, I also know the, know that the the notorious GL was uh, was talking on the subject, and when he tells me that something's gonna be more like Empire Strikes Back, I'm like, yeah, yeah, just like Attack of the Clones was more like Empire Strikes Back, right? <laughs> yeah, that's you know, true. just just yeah. like Revenge of the Sith was more like Empire Strikes Back. When in truth, like I don't know that George Lucas understands what being like Empire Strikes Back is like. Like I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm probably gonna gonna elicit maybe don't a make anybody mad this one i <clears throat> make, you know what now that you're here you can keep everybody happy and i get to make people mad and i think that's going to be our, our roles oh so it's good so, cop bad cop yeah 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 so okay. you're the good cop and i'm the bad cop okay and uh and i think that george doesn't really have an idea of what star wars is anymore i think he has an idea of what he wants star wars to be but to be perfectly honest i don't think it's up to him anymore you think it's you out know? of his league like, now uh, well, I wouldn't say out of his league, but it's it's totally out of his hands. It's like the way the way that I equate it is that you can you can have a bird in a cage and you can enjoy that bird all you want, but the second that you open up the cage so that everybody else can enjoy that bird everywhere else on the planet, that bird doesn't belong to you anymore. Like you can't like you, there's no take backs. You can't you can't make these movies and and send them out into the world and then. 25 30 years later start saying you know after everybody else has had their go with the story and had their turn to to add to the mythology you can't say no 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 no. it's my playground you guys aren't allowed to be here right. you know it's like no no you you let everybody in and you let other people you know have their turn at, at saying what star wars is you can't come back in and redefine the game every five minutes like i just don't think that's fair other people would say that that's totally his prerogative, and he's the he's, he's the a maker, creator. So yeah, <clears throat> the maker. But, yeah, but I I just I don't know. Being a creative person myself, that's not that's not my opinion of it. It's like as a graphic designer professionally, if I do a logo design for someone or a website design, and then I give that to them, and then they and this this isn't just me like hypothetical. This has happened to me. Like you you do work, you get paid for it. And you put your creative heart and soul, blood and sweat into it, you know, and then you give it to that person and then maybe they put that website up. Maybe they hand it to another person and that other person edits it as well. Right. And I've had several websites where I've handed them off to the client and then they've turned around and had somebody else come in and, you know, muck up my designs. And, and then it's not something that I'm very proud of. Yeah. And and it's perfectly fine for me to say, I'm not happy with that anymore. That's not my work, but I can't go in and say, like, I can say, this is my work. Take a look at my work. This is what I did. And George is totally allowed to say with the original star Wars, this is what I did when I made that movie and I almost died to make it. This is how I want it. And if he wants to go back and he wants to make that a special edition, I've got no problem with that. Right, and if he wants to make any of them special editions, that's cool. But going in and changing stories and 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 screwing around with stuff, I don't. It's just that's just not the not 
not not it's not a very community based way of thinking like it's a very single minded like like I'm right and you know the way that I say everything goes is the way it goes so yeah. so when he talks about stuff and when he talks about the way that Star Wars is supposed to be I don't think that he knows what that means anymore because Star Wars is so much more than a new hope or the empire strikes back or return right. of the jedi or the prequels like there is so much more to it now in 2009 than there was in 1977. Right. It's, you know, like yeah. for obvious reasons. EU, FU, all that stuff. <laughs> to steal yeah. from the uh, yeah. force cast. Yeah, so so I don't know. When he tells me that something's going to be more like Empire, I'm kind of like, do you even know what that means? Like, what what about it is going to be more like Empire? Because Empire is not, it's not like everyone's going to die, so it was more dark. That's not what made Empire more dark. What made Empire more dark was that, or darker, I guess, uh, was just that it it was mature. It wasn't... Exactly, yeah. It wasn't pandering, and it wasn't, it wasn't as pulpy, maybe, as the first one was, because the first one had a certain element to it where it was a little bit... It was a little bit more fun and a little bit more kitty like adventure serial pulp than empire was and even then then return of the jedi was because i think by the time you get to return of the jedi it's just another movie like it's just another blockbuster movie i think that they really lose a lot of what made the first two star wars so like yeah even by that, that by that thought alone I, it's it's kind of like you know what is what is what does that mean anymore for it to be more like Empire, and, and everybody says it, right? Like, people say the Dark Knight is the Empire Strikes Back of that Batman series. Right, right. And it's like, yeah. I think that people use this term so much now that it's like, it's totally lost meaning. It's like when you say spoon. You say spoon 50 times, and by, by the end of it, you're just like, what the heck is a spoon? <laughs> and I like, the, the word just loses all meaning. So. Well, do you think that giving this series, I think he's Obviously, from season one to season two, mm-hmm. um, he's he's letting the reins go a little bit. Um, like we, I think we talked about last time, he didn't want Filoni to mess with the the bounty hunters or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, in season two, he's allowed to go that route, and hopefully, he's kind of letting these guys, who, from what I can read, are have always been fans of of Star Wars, and now they're getting to to make Star Wars, and I th- and hopefully they're going in a direction that that we all want to see to go, and maybe you know like everybody's talking about Lucas and how you know has he lost it, has he lost touch with what Star Wars is anymore, and I don't know, um, maybe and maybe that's why he's got someone like Dave Filoni who seems to have a lot of respect with the Star Wars community and what he's doing with this series. And who knows if he's going to go into the live action. I don't know um, really what's going on there yet. But I liked where it's going right now with the Clone Wars and what he's doing with it and taking it into a more adult... um, I know it's a cartoon, but he's kind of... Some of the images that I've seen already... It almost like I'm. It's almost like I'm not watching a cartoon. You know what I mean? The way they do the art and the the way the characters are. So that's kind of where I'm looking at it from, and that's where 
you know, where I think, okay, maybe it is time for Lucas to kind of step back a little more. I know he likes to be involved in a lot of stuff, and but maybe he can just step back just a little bit because these guys are doing a good job. And I think, like I said, Filoni and his team has got the confidence of a lot of fans now to where this series is going. <clears throat> and I guess we'll find out, you know, this next season, see how much they ramp it up yeah, and then go from there. So. Yeah, I think I think Lucas's problem at this point is that he's he's stepped back before, and I think that he feels whenever he steps back that something doesn't quite live up to it or doesn't quite match what he wants it to be. Like, um, I mean, obviously we can go back in the Star Wars animation history to the holiday special being the first animated appearance of any of the Star Wars characters. Right. Um, but I mean, that's sort of its own thing. The anime, the holiday holiday special is kind of, it doesn't really make any sense in the rest of Star Wars. Anyways. No, no, that was kind of weird. But, but then you get the, uh, droids and Ewok series during the eighties. And, and I think that, that he sort of got, got bitten on that one because, they're really not that great. I mean, you go back, there's no Star Wars feel there. They just feel like any other 80s cartoon show. Yeah, they feel yeah. like Transformers or G.I. Joe, right. but they're not even as good as those things, you know? Um, I mean, not even as good as Ninja Turtles or, you know, any of that stuff from the 80s. So, so when it, and then even as recent as the 2000 and, what is it, the 2003? Three. Yeah, the 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 Kennedy Tartakovsky series. Right. I think as as entertaining and as cool as those are, they're not they don't fit with the rest of Star Wars. They don't make sense, especially when you get stuff in the first season of that, like Mace Windu taking on I mean, this is the thing that everybody always goes to. Yeah, I know what you're gonna Mace say. Mace Windu taking on all of those super battle droids and you know, and it being so ridiculous and Super not fast. even having, a, yeah, not even having a, a lightsaber and stuff. I think, I think that happened, and he was kind of like, you know what? If if we do this again, I'm not letting somebody else determine how Star Wars is going to be. I'm going to show them how Star Wars is supposed to be, and and that's great. I like that his influence is still there, but I don't like his ability to veto if that makes any right. sense like his ability to come in and say no ba- uh, bounty hunters are off the table or you know like uh now we're going to put bounty hunters in and even though there's all of this established lore let's use mandalorians because honestly if you ask like in my opinion i don't think that dave filoni if you could get get him to honestly answer which you never will, right? Because, no. you know, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. Heck no. But if you could get an honest answer out of him, I think that he would tell you that Mandalorians were not the direction that he wanted to go. I don't think that that was his idea. I think that that was George's idea or somebody else at Lucasfilm who was like in the licensing or the, the merchandising area that was like, well, if we're going to go bounty hunters in season two, then 
let's use Mandalorians. Let's bring them in too. Yeah. Yeah. Because if clone troopers sell on the shelves, you know, like I can see somebody at Hasbro saying, can you guys put more clone troopers in? They're like, we're going to put more clone troopers in. They're like, well, what's just like a clone trooper that you guys could put more of in? And it's like, well, I guess Mandalorians are more like clone troopers. Right. So it's like, well, let's put a whole bunch of Mandalorians in there because then we can sell, we can make one mold and sell 50 billion of the figure, just like they've done with the clone troopers. Because because those clone troopers, the animated clone trooper, they've made one mold and they have sold that figure. And just repaint them. Numbers of times. I mean, I'm, and I'm I'm just as bad as anyone because I have two of every clone trooper that I've got if they're not one of the commanders, right? right. Like I, if they're if they're a named character, I only have one. But if it's just like the green clone trooper, I have two because right. I have to have two to go along with Kit Fisto, and I have to have <laughs> two yellow ones to go along with Obi Wan and Commander Cody, and I have to yeah. have. You know, like it's it's got to all match up. I've got two space troopers to go along with Plo Koon. You know. And and they're gonna do the same thing with the Mandalorians. Like I guarantee that that they're gonna have basic Mandalorians, and they're gonna have that one Mandalorian that's got the slash across his helmet, and right, you know, like leader. Yeah, and and then they'll start putting them out in different colors, and you know, it'll be a whole thing with Mandalorians, and then we'll get battle packs of four or five Mandalorians. Yeah. You know, it'll be exactly like stormtroopers and clone troopers are right now, and you can't you can't help but see somebody else's hand at work there because that's not necessarily uh, integral to the story that they be Mandalorians. Right. I mean, could we not have decided that there was another group of bounty hunters? I mean, like we could have made it Black Sun. They could have all been Black Sun Syndicate members right. instead. And then we could have had individual characters. But instead, you know, they all look exactly the same. And we're going to be treated to an army of Mandalorians. So, I don't know. That's that's my opinion. And that's the way that I feel about it. That's where I think this is coming from. Yeah. But, I mean, I could be totally wrong. Well, Maybe I feel you on the, uh, on the clone thing. Uh, you know, I'm a, as far as collecting goes, too, I collect the... Uh, Clone Wars series, the red, a lot of the red card stuff I've been collecting, and I'm one of those guys that has to have the complete set. So, you know, like you, I'm I'm buying the same clone trooper. He's just repainted um, yeah. for the different guys, and that's fine. Um, but who knows what we're gonna see? You know, a year or two down the line, when when all the the Mandalorians come out, because you know they're gonna do that. Um, Hasbro's gonna do that, so we'll see where they go with that. Um, now you, you mentioned the Mandalorians. Um, I wanted to say something also about, um, there was a lady on, it's called Kotaki.com. I think it's a, uh, game website where they do reviews. And, uh, there was a particular person by the name of AJ Glasser. It's a, a lady who apparently made a review of the Clone Wars last season, and she wasn't, I guess, mm-hmm. too happy with it. or not, Maybe not happy, but just wasn't for her. She didn't like the Ahsoka-Anakin thing. She didn't think that Anakin can have a, an apprentice so early. And apparently she went to this, this press junket to um, 
it's a game website. So she was actually going for the Republic Commando game, which we've already talked about. But uh, she you mean got, the Republic Heroes. Republic Heroes. Republic okay. Heroes. And she got to see the first three episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. And she totally turned around her whole idea of the series and her whole feeling about the series. And uh, all she wrote was, all she could say is, wow, it's heavy. She's saying there's torture, there's dead people, um, something about zombies, and I don't know what's going on with that. But I think I think that one's that one's the what's what's the second episode of the season called? Deadly Cargo. Or it's a uh, Cargo of Doom. Cargo of Doom. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, I think Cargo of Doom is the episode that has has the zombies in it. Oh, okay. Because so. I hadn't heard about that yet. I was I, I read that and I was like, I don't remember zombies ever coming up but i guess we'll see um so a lot of people's ideas are changing um from season one to season two and one thing i noticed there's so many there's a lot of content out right now with the clone wars Mm -hmm. i mean they are pushing this thing big time here in the states there's i don't know probably eight or nine clips out now not including the trailers and one thing that i've seen and i don't know if i'm seeing things or not but I'm a big lightsaber guy, and I love me a good lightsaber fight, you know. And uh, I, th- it seems to me that they they're doing a better job with, with the fights. And it's I know it's hard to see because there's there's real quick, um, images and that I've seen, but it looks like the fights and the lightsaber fights in general are are slowing down a little bit with the animation, and which I like. Um, a couple episodes of season one, the lightsaber fights were kind of cartoony where they were really fast. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. hard, hard yeah. to catch what was really going on. And I hope they're going this way with it where they're changing it up. They're kind of slowing it down. So you actually see the lightsaber swing around a little bit. And one of the clips, Anakin has a signature move where the, the lightsaber kind of goes around his back. He kind of flourishes around his back. I know you guys will know what I'm talking about when you see it. And it was a lot. It seemed like it was smoother, and a little more crisp and and easier to follow, mm-hmm. and um, kind of like I said, kind of slowed down a little bit. So I hope that that I'm not just seeing things, and it kind of goes that way, because that it make it look a lot better, um, and it kind of pulls you out. It's like you're not like I said, you're not watching a cartoon. So. That's kind of some of the things that I've seen with these trailers and some of these clips that that have come out, and I'm kind of excited about that. So we'll see how it goes. You know, you know, my eyes could be playing tricks on me. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if you notice anything like that with the animation, since you're kind of an art guy. Um, well, I, I, I mean, there's definitely a, a higher sophistication than than there was with the first season, and I think that's because they've had more time with with the characters and you've got individual animators who are developing individual styles for different characters. So, so I'm definitely noticing like a difference. And I mean, I think the big thing that we've talked about between, between the two of us is that scene with, um, with Cad Bane Bane, yeah, and where he's talking to, to uh, Darth Sidious. Right. And, he does like really subtle things with his performance, like just with his fingers and the way that he sort of rests his hand on the on the windowsill as he looks out the window. 
chewing on the toothpick or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. chewing on That's the toothpick. That's the stuff that I love. I just yeah, love that, you know? Yeah, I mean, you, you can see that, that these people, and I mean, it was a new studio last year, right? Like, it was, it was their first attempt at anything. A lot of these people were, were, were just finding the style of the Clone Wars and, and I think that, that there was a lot of uh, staccato movement when it came to the Jedi. That's what. And, I, that's the good word right there. Perfect. Uh, I mean, definitely when they're like deflecting blaster bolts and stuff like that, I think that it was really, really evident. Um, one episode, uh, was Defenders of Peace, uh, the one on the, the planet with the monkey guys, with, uh, right. with the lemurs, with, uh, with Ayla Sakura. Right. Um, there's a couple of moments in that, in I think in the second episode, I can't remember it was the second episode of Defenders. I I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> I'm terrible with <laughs> yeah. episodes. But um, there was a there was a moment when they're being attacked, and and you've got Anakin and Ahsoka, sort of side by side, and they're having a conversation and they're just deflecting blaster bolts, and it's kind of like they just put the put the uh, the lightsaber where it needed to be for that like to block that blaster bolt right. and then they didn't do any in between animation for where it goes from where here to there from. yeah they, yeah they just sort of like set it up like every 5 or 6 frames it would it would switch places and then they just let the computer fill in the gaps so the computer put it in like as the shortest point from a to b right. you know instead of going in and doing those in between animations to short sort of show like the subtleties of like the movements of the hands on the lightsaber and and how they change position and stuff like that. I mean, there there were moments where they've sort of captured each individual Jedi style. Yeah, uh, that's what I wanted to comment on too. Yeah, but it seems like in season two they've definitely stepped that up. Um, so I mean, like I I, I sounded kind of harsh I think in in the beginning of the episode when when I was talking about season two. But I, I didn't mean to be harsh on what I think season two is going to be because I think season two is going to be amazing. I was just more so commenting on on George Lucas. Right. No, so no. I think I came across his stuff because uh, because season two does look incredible. And from what people are saying, I mean, I read that that Kotaku uh, article as well, and okay. uh, uh-huh. and and it does sound like like someone who's not a fan of the series has been made a fan of the series right, by, exactly. by the first three episodes of season two. So, I mean, obviously it's got to be great <laughs> yeah. in order to do that, to turn someone who at one point was saying negative things into someone who's now an advocate for the series. So right. um, that's, that's a pretty big difference to, to turn around and say all of a sudden that it's a, that it's a really good series and that they're going back and watching season one. So I think I think we are going to see a really big difference with season two, and that yeah, it might be a little bit more Empire Strikes Back ish, but I mean, saying that it is you know like Empire Strikes Back to Star Wars is saying a lot. Um, yeah. So let's just say that it's going to be better. Like I think that's yeah. all you need to say. I don't think that you need to draw that comparison and say, well, it's going to be more like Empire Strikes Back. Let's just say that they've learned a lot in season one. And that they're going to come back in season two is going to be better. I mean, I think that's a, that's a much easier way to go. <laughs> that's but. easy. I like that. Yeah, I know. Uh, like I said, I, I don't know if I'm seeing things, but like you said, the, the lightsaber forms, um, 
you know, each Jedi has like a particular form, and I think there's seven forms, and some may, you know, be able to cross from one to the other, and that would be really nice to see those type of forms come into the Clone Wars series. I don't know if they can do that. I don't know if that's asking too much, um, because you know, Anakin has that powerful style. A lot of the overhead movements yeah. um, that we saw in Episode Two um, strikes from up ahead or above above his head. Um, stuff like that. And like I said, I don't know if, if they can do that with the Clone Wars. I don't know if I'm asking too much, but it kind of looked like that from the clips I've seen that they were improving on the lightsabers yeah. and the fights. And, um, but we'll see, um, in about a, five days. Yeah. So, in, in about five days. Well, by the time that people are listening to this, cause this will probably go up either Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, okay. Like yeah. A couple of days, three or four days, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, not to go, not to go. I just thought to talk about the styles for a second, not to go too, you know, behind the music on you, but nice. I mean, the, uh, the, the lightsaber forms were originally created for, um, oh, one of the video games, uh, Jedi Ocast was the first one to employ the, the lightsaber forms. Right. Um, and that was, that was, if I remember when Outcast came out, I'm pretty sure Jedi Outcast came out before episode one. I'd have to go back. And I want to say 90, I was thinking 95, but that might be too far. I think that's a little bit too far, but is I think it, it was okay. about, I think it was about 97, 98 when, okay. when Jedi Outcast came out and it employed three different lightsaber styles. Um, I, I know one of them was the power stance, which was which is the overhead, um, and then one of them is is a defensive stance, and one of them is a is a like a neutral stance, I think, like just sort of like a beginner stance, um, and and so that was the first time that it that it came into it wasn't a video game, okay, yeah, unless, yeah. unless I don't know, there might have been something in a book. No, it was from taking it from, but I caught it from the uh, Star Wars Insider. They had a big yeah. uh, issue about um, styles and what styles they were and in which Jedi did what particular style. Well, the, I, I remember seven styles. Yeah, there's seven styles. Okay. The first place yeah. that it was ever defined was in the uh, the role-playing book. Um, okay. And I don't think that it's in the core book for the, for the revised D20 version. I think it was actually in one of the ones about the Jedi. Um, and you could... You could take extra abilities to focus your lightsaber style so that you could have one of the seven forms and then it attributed each of the forms to specific Jedi. Um, right. I know I know Obi-Wan is form three uh, in episode three. Right. Um, I don't know what his form is in episode one and two. It, it's different in episode one and I think it's the same in episode two and then it becomes form three by episode three. Um and uh, and Anakin's I think is either two or four, I can't remember. I and too, I know yeah. for sure that Mace Windu is form seven. Seven, that's, yeah. That's Vapod, right? That's right. The, yeah. Because he created that, so it's that the was most his... recent. Yeah, it's the most recent lightsaber form that was sort of coined, I guess. Right. But yeah. So yeah, that's some of the things that I've noticed and uh, in these clips and all these trailers and I don't want to go too much on a 
on a tangent here, but when I was watching the trailers, it kind of made me think of all the trailers that have come out of the Star Wars universe, whether it be <laughs> movies, um, video games, and now the TV series. I mean, they know how to put a trailer out. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean. For sure. Every you know, <clears throat> trailers weren't yeah. huge back in the in the seventies and in the late in the early eighties when the first trilogy came out. But I mean, we all remember the episode one trailer. I mean, you got to see Darth Maul whip out a double bladed lightsaber. I mean, yeah. that was huge. I mean, you could kind of argue that that put that movie movie's uh, expectation over, you know, just crazy. I mean, how are they going to yeah. look to yeah. this now? You know, and then. Uh, I'm sure you remember Attack of the Clones, the Breathe trailer. Yeah. Simple, you know, just images with Darth Vader breathing and some and a little bit of drum. And then um, Clone Wars. I mean, the uh, the Old Republic, everybody's just going crazy about this trailer. I mean, it was a great yeah. trailer, too. Yeah. And it, it kind of brought in some of the, uh, you know, I want to say bullet time. And I at first I was like, uh, you know, I heard about this bullet time section. You've seen the trailer, right? Yeah, I'm sure. And then, uh, so I saw that, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's pretty darn cool," you know. Seeing kind of the kind of the bullet time type of effect used in a Star Wars trailer, yeah, was kind of yeah. cool. So, Star Wars definitely knows how to do a trailer and get people pumped up for the content that's coming out. So. But- but also, like you were just saying about episode one, and, and I think it's true with all of the prequels, where we saw the trailers, and the trailers were kind of one thing, and they led you to believe one thing about the movie. Right. And then we kind of got there. <laughs> yeah. And episode one was totally different from what we saw in the trailers. I mean, you can go back on your episode one DVD, or I think even on StarWars.com, and you can watch those trailers. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and they're... They're very different. They're very different from what those movies ended up being and from what we ended up seeing and the feeling that you get yeah. uh, when, you, when you sit down to watch the movie. So, I mean, I don't want to say that the season two trailers are misleading, but trailers are made definitely to, to, to pump you, you up. To pump you and, up yeah. and like you're saying, you know, Lucasfilm... You know, they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> they make some of the best trailers. And I don't know that Lucasfilm is the one who does them. I think that they might they might have somebody else do them. Because uh, there are actually companies that that's all they do. These trailers? Okay. Trailers. Yeah. Um, Maybe Star Wars then is, instead of Lucasfilm, just the Star Wars trailers in, in, the, in that universe are just like, wow. You know, it's like. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to, it's hard for them to, uh, especially with episode one. I mean, well, there was already too much hype going to that movie. I mean, there was no way that movie was going to live up to anything. I mean, you're talking about the most anticipated movie of all time. And I think it's pretty easy to say that. I mean, this thing was promoted months out. I mean, over here in the States, I mean, it was on the news all the time. It was crazy. And, you know, I'd have kind of been tough to be Lucas to try to have to come into that. But, you know, like I said, I don't want to go too far off. We'll get into that when we do the episode one uh, document or the uh, episode one uh, commentary. Commentary. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I know you wanted to get into a mailbag letter. Do you want to do that now? Yeah, yeah. Let's jump okay, into that. Okay. This is just so that everybody knows. This is kind of a different episode because we're uh, 
kind of winging it this week. Uh, just yeah, we're having a little fun. Yeah. Um, Getting ready. So, so don't worry. Next week, you know, after the the season premiere, we'll be back to the normal format. We'll have everything the way it was last season. But, uh, but yeah, we're just gonna jump right into the mailbag, and uh, and and Kyle Avery was the first one. A lot of you guys sent in this mail, so. You know, like I know a lot. A lot of people pointed this out to me and sent me emails about it. I got about four or five emails within a couple of days. Uh, but Kyle was the first one to point this out, and then he's got some other stuff to say as well. So uh, he, Kyle's written in before, and he says, "Dear Mike, the first Frontlines episode of the fall was pretty long, so I have a pretty long email in response. First off, I totally agree with you that the Star Wars Spectacular was disappointing. There were no really big announcements." And the hosts were really annoying. All right. There's one for us. <laughs> yeah. Olivia Munn is hot, but she's dumb and a little nuts. And Kevin Pereira and his Doug Skywalker was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. So I think we don't need to go into too much, and we totally agree with him on that. We don't need, that doesn't even need to be discussed. Uh, his second point, he goes on, uh, on the point of Mandalorians in Season 2, I'm really excited about them. I don't think it takes a lot away from the lore because it doesn't seem like there will be Mandalorians everywhere. So far, we've only seen a handful of them taking on Obi-Wan, and they look awesome. I do remember seeing that the planet Mandalore will be featured, but we'll see how it goes. Plus, it seems like the Mandalorians will take a back seat to Cad Bane and the rest of the new bounty hunters. I'm looking forward to it and just about everything else in Season 2. I even saw on the Force.net that Ahmed Best will be playing Jar Jar again. Yep. So... Uh, that's all. That's all good news, and I think we kind of covered a little bit on the Mandalorians already in this episode, so I don't want to go into that. But here, here is the kicker. This is what everybody emailed me about this week. <clears throat> Lastly, here is your first piece of hate mail. <laughs> already, Iridonia is the Zabrak homeworld. Darth Maul is a Zabrak. It says so on Wikipedia. It yeah. says on the StarWars.com databank. Go look it up. You can base you can't base your Star Wars knowledge off a freaking sticker. Uh, overall, though, good first episode. <laughs> Welcome to Matt, the new co-host, and I look Thank forward you. to hearing Thank you. both of you guys' thoughts on season two. That's from Kyle. He is also known as Darth Slim on the forums. Oh, it's Slim. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Darth Slim. So, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stand up for myself here. Uh, so Wikipedia. Is, is definitely a great resource for those of you who are looking for Star Wars knowledge. But I'm not going to take it as, as you know, like 100% factual. Because uh, Wikipedia can be edited just like Wikipedia can be. So um, there can be interpretation in there. But I did get other emails, and others of you noted, uh, let me know that, that uh, it says it in the databank. It says it in the uh, in the encyclopedia, but I'm going to tell you guys for a fact that I recall several years ago looking at the Darth Maul. This is when the whole Zabrak thing came up for me the first time, and I saw that Ethkoth was a Zabrak, and I think it was around episode two when I was verifying whether or not Ethkoth and um, Agen Kolar yeah. were the same person. And uh, and I went in and uh, and I checked Darth Maul to see if he was a Zabrak as well. And under his species at the time, this is about uh, I guess 
2001, uh, 2002, when uh, when episode two came out. Um, Darth Maul, under his species, was listed as unknown. And in a lot of stuff, his species was listed as unknown. I do remember that, yeah. And, and then all it said was that his home world was Eridonia. So I think what's happened is that, and this is just going to fuel the controversy even more, but I think that I've been retconned, that I had right. a certain amount of knowledge about this at one point in time, and, uh, and that knowledge has been nerfed by the, uh, by the holocron, and that I've been, I've been retconned. So, been retconned. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm coining that phrase right now, that, that if, you've, if you've been retconned, that that's called nerfed. So nerfed, nerfed is actually a term that nerfed. comes over from uh, it comes over from from Dungeons and Dragons and anybody who plays uh, role playing games uh, or even video games and stuff because if you take a weapon and you depower it or you make it underpowered it's it's commonly referred to as nerfed because uh, then it's more like a nerf weapon but uh, I think in Star Wars terminology when you're referring to being nerfed you're referring to the fact that something that you once knew is about as useful as a nerf because they've gone and retconned it and now your knowledge is completely pointless. Uh, it's uh, like a moot point. You know, when, when you render something moot, you can now render something nerfed. nerfed. And, uh, and that's what retcon does. It, it, it totally renders your points nerfed. So when we're having these heated Star Wars debates, uh, we, can, we can get totally nerfed like I have been this week. Because uh, they've gone back, and in the data bank now, it says that Darth Maul is in fact a Zabrak, right. and uh, and that his homeworld is Iridonia. Um, but it also says from the expanded universe, okay. And I was talking to Matt about this earlier. Uh, it says right here, and I'm quoting this verbatim. I've got the page open right now. Once a Zabrak from Iridonia. Maul abandoned all trace of his former identity when he took on his Sith name. So complete was his devotion that he even endured the agony of having intricate Sith tattoos applied to his entire body. So, what this says to me is that it, at some point, he stops being a Zabrak. And he becomes a Sith or, you know, has these mutilations done to his body and changes. Right. Yeah. So... That sounds an awful lot to me, like some like double speak, like going back and saying, "Well, you know, he used to be a Zabrak, but now he's different because he's a Sith and he's gone through all of these different things and body mutilation and stuff." So, if there's any physiological difference between him and a Zabrak, it's because he's gone and he's done that to himself, right? And uh, so. So, I mean, like, if you look at it, if you look at a Zabrak, any other Zabrak in the Star Wars universe, they only have horns on the front of their head. And their horn, the pattern of their horns... The pattern is different. ...doesn't match the pattern of Darth Maul's horns. Well, Eeth Koth is considered a Zabrak, correct? And his homeworld yep. apparently is Nar Shaddaa. And his horn pattern is totally different. And maybe, maybe that's... Is every Zabrak's you know, horn different, like every fingerprint is different. I don't know. You know or, what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally say no, because yeah. Koth, Agen Kolar, uh, Maris Brood from The Force Unleashed, all of their horn placements are identical. 
and they're all Zabras. Okay, yeah. So, so I think I'm I'm gonna call shenanigans on this and say that shenanigans. This is a this is a conspiracy because they've gone back and they've changed something and they've made Darth Maul a Zabrak when I don't think that that was the original. Yeah, the original I, call. I think you got something there because I I thought I remember reading that his was unknown as well, and then you know. After a few years after that, then the Zabrak thing came out, and that's what I always thought. And then what you yeah. when you came up our last episode, I thought, oh wait a minute, I think you got something here. So it is a it is a little bit of a mystery now. I mean, like you said, anybody can go in and mess around with these Wikipedia's and all that. So, yeah. um, and I mean, you know, they'll go in and they'll put something in the encyclopedia, and then at that point, we're supposed to take it as one hundred percent. So I will. I will say, okay, fine, Darth Maul is a Zabrak now. And they've gone back and they've made some sort of exception to why he's a Zabrak and, you know, like, although he looks different, you know, although he's got this different appearance. I mean, we've all known that his, the red and black is his Sith tattoos. Like, I'd never contest that because that was known, like, from the onset that he was tattooed to look like that. That wasn't his natural appearance but i mean i like at one point in time he was not considered a zabrak i would stake my my entire you know like reputation as a star wars aficionado whoa that is huge right there that at one point in time he was not (laughs) like it it said species unknown somewhere it says species unknown for darth maul and if any of you listeners can find something for me uh uh, a little card that came with an action figure or uh you know what i should go and i should crack open my uh my star wars role-playing book and see what it says there yeah because uh, zabrak is actually a species in in that and then you've got your darth maul thing you know what i i'm gonna go do that i'm gonna go do that right now this you're is gonna do it now are you on the air i'm gonna go do it right what? now so so what you can do okay while i'm doing this is you can you can give the the forum post of the week and you can talk about that. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm going to be right back. Okay. Forum post of the week. You know what? We're going to go with, um, second chance now again. Um, he's been real active on the boards and he's getting a lot of chatter going. So we like to see that. Um, his post was, uh, Hey everyone, tell everyone what your predictions are for this coming season. And the three after this one. And a couple of our um, longtime posters have been in there. Grievous Fan 91. Um, he thinks that Cad Bane's um, story will resolve this season. Whether he's going to be killed or maybe disappear. Um, and then uh, Boyd's been on there and... He kind of disagrees. He thinks he's going to be around for a couple seasons. And I tend to agree with, with Boyd here on this one. Um, I think he's going to be the star of this season or one of the one of the main stars of this season. And he's getting to that point where Boba Fett, or Boba Fett did um, where he's going to have this huge cult following, which I think he already does. Um, and I don't think he's going to go away. I think he's going to he's going to be around for a while and I think he's going to find a way or they're going to find a way for him to maybe slide out of this season somehow 
and whether he comes in the live action series, probably not. I don't, I don't see that, but if they did, Hey, cool. But, um, I think Mike predicted that it's going to be faster, more intense. That I did. I'm back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh. I did. Okay. Oh. Sorry. I'm find? just going to, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm trying to put this to rest, but it doesn't look like Darth Maul is actually in the role playing book. Uh, but I'm going to go to the Zabrak species thing. This is, uh, I'm looking at the Star Wars revised core rule book from, let's see, this was published. That's a copyright. Sorry, uh, May 2002. That's when okay. this printing is from. So, uh, species, species. Species and it's right at the end of the species because it's Zabrak. Uh, let's see. You're looking for unknown, though. Well, I'm just trying to see if it mentions Darth Maul. Now, it gives example names, and in the example names, one of them is Eth Koth, but it doesn't say anything about Darth Maul that I can see. Uh, let's see. It does have as a Zabrak homeworld Iridonia, or one of the eight colonies in the mid rim region of space. So okay, there's Iridonia, but it doesn't say anything about Darth Maul. Yeah, well, the homeworld thing is kind of it could be left. I mean, we, we saw Eth Koth was not even from um, Iridonia. He was his yeah. home world was somewhere else, and, and that's true for um, Eth Koth too. Yeah. I think, yeah. So um, that's I guess something that uh, I'm sure someone will find something for us. Yeah, I it's somebody somebody out there, one of our listeners, has got to come through on that and find me something that says Darth Maul's species was at one point classified as unknown because. Because this was news to me when I when I got this, it, I was like, "That doesn't make any sense." But yeah, there it is. There it is. Nice. Well, I promised you that um, we'd try to keep this relatively short, um, and we're at an hour now. So, okay. Um, do you want to do you want to go on with any more predictions for this season? Um, besides uh, well, faster, I, more intense. I think that I think that we've talked a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, we have earlier last episode about what we think is going to happen. So I mean, like just getting in what uh, what some of the uh, some of the listeners think. Yeah, no, that's good. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, it, and I mean, I'm 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 inclined to agree with some of it, and and not not other parts. I mean, um, I don't know about Cad Bane having a resolved story. I think that they'll resolve part of his story, but. I don't think he's going anywhere. No, I don't either. That's why I, I think he's already got that following, and and people love yeah. his character. And um, you know, even if he does die, they might do they might do something like they did with Boba Fett. Who knows? Um, maybe we'll see him again somehow. But uh, I th- maybe they've kind of learned their lesson with Boba Fett. You know, they're not yeah. going to kill off this cool character. You know, and yeah. they'll find a way for him to slip out and find his way somewhere else later down the line. So, 
I think I think what we need to happen with Cad Bane is that he needs to continue to be in the series, but I do not want to hear his origin. I don't want to find right. out that he right. was some little Duro kid on Ord Mantell and, you know, like he was mistreated and that's why he's this tragic character. I don't want to hear that. He's a bad guy. Yeah. You know, like, like keep it mystery. Keep it a mystery. There you yeah. Go. Wherever he came from, it doesn't really matter because he's here now and he's kicking butt and taking names, you know, and that's, that is all that matters for a bad guy. I don't need to hear right, that's that, all we want. That, that he was a baby clone and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. Cause they've, in my opinion, they've completely ruined Boba Fett and you go back and you watch episode four or episode five and six. Well, I guess four, cause he's in that as well. But yeah. you you see him in Empire and Return of the Jedi, and you're kind of like, especially in Return of the Jedi, when you see him go down into the Sarlacc, it's like, yeah, yeah, of course he's going to go all like a punk like that because his dad, you know, got his head chopped off because his jetpack misfired. Right. So, uh, I mean, I there's, think, an, well, there's an example of retconning because <laughs> yeah. when that movie came out in the theaters... Django Fett just stood there and got his head chopped off by Mace Windu. Like, he fired his blasters and didn't do anything about it. And then when you get the DVD edition, they added in him firing the, the jets a half a second before he gets his head chopped off. Really? It's firing? Yeah. Are you sure? If you, if you listen to the commentary, I'm pretty oh, sure okay, it's the okay. commentary. I was going to say, his they, fired. That they mentioned that they that they added that in because people commented about it when they came out of the theater. They were like, how did how did Django Fett get, get taken out like that so easily? Why didn't he just fly away? And it's like, I think it might have been in there originally because he gets trampled by the... Well, he gets trampled and it, and it yeah. shows his kind of jetpack starting to short out. Yeah, so yeah, So that yeah. was kind of like the little, uh, little teaser, like, okay... That's going to mean something, you know. Why is this thing um, shorting out on him? So I thought, whatever. If they did redo that, I didn't know that. But that's yeah, a little they, better because he doesn't go like punk. You know, he, he's yeah. actually trying to get away. And and I guess but it's the jetpack out of Mace Windu. There yeah. are there are there are two things that we'll always do in a clone of Django Fett because they are the things that did in Django Fett himself. Okay, yeah. the first is the jetpack. The jetpack is is stupid you it it doesn't give you that much of an advantage and it's not worth it because if something goes wrong then you're then you're handicapped right because you expect to have that right so Realize it's what did something. him in it's what did in Django or what did in boba because yeah, gets, gets tapped on the backpack and sent into sarlacc yeah and then the other thing that is uh it's obviously a faulty part of his genetic code all of the Django clones have really, really weak necks. Because if you just swing a lightsaber at them, their head pops right off. <laughs> and for a superior genetic specimen, that's not yeah. good enough. You know, like... That's not yeah, good cause, enough. Because Django's head just comes right off. Just like, it just pops off. And then and then clones all over the place in episode three have their heads just falling off. Oh, I mean, it's, yeah. Yoda takes a few off himself. It's a, it's a it's a real it's a real defect with the with the whole line. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I think I think that's a good place to uh, to wrap up our episode this Gotta wrap week. Wrap it up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you know what? But keep the going. Keep the uh, chatter going on the forums. It's starting yeah, to ramp definitely. up again. So we like to see that. Yeah. 
Don't forget yeah. to write us. Yeah, you can you can send in your email. You can send me email, Mike at clonewarspodcast.com. And uh, and you can send email to Matt at Matt at clonewarspodcast.com. And uh, and obviously check out the site because we post videos, uh, reviews of stuff, all sorts of things. Um, as always, I mean, I say these things every week, you know. I check us out on Twitter, uh, username Clone Wars. Head over to Facebook, uh, become a, a fan, join the group. Uh, you can get links to that through the website. And uh, and I think that's pretty much it. And, it. and then and then like always head over to the forums at uh, geekoutpodcast.com slash forums and uh, and join the Geek Out Loud forums and uh, and you can talk about you can talk about front lines, you can talk about Geek Out Loud if you listen to Steve's podcast. Um, all sorts of other stuff. There's tons of other podcasts that are members of the forum. So it's kind of like, I know it's, it's, it's free anyways, but if it weren't free, you'd be getting like all these different podcast forums for the price. Right. Of so all you gotta do is sign up once Good and talk about all these different shows. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, um, I think that's it for, for this week and we'll be back in about a week's time. About a week. Yeah. With, with what's probably going to end up being a, a super long episode. Because because uh, we will have the first and second episodes of season two to recap, and then uh, and then we will tell you guys how we think season two is going so far, and yeah, lots of good stuff coming. Yeah. So um, yeah, it sounds like fun. It sounds like a plan, my friend. I will see you back again next Monday. Yep. And do you want to do you want to send us out this time? Yeah, uh, actually, you know what? Uh, I'll, I will say see you later, and uh, and and may the force be with you guys. But uh, let's go out on the uh, on the trailer, on the audio from the trailer. Okay, we will do that. We will go out, and this is the um, trailer with Yoda doing the voiceover. So um, let me cue this up, and we'll go out. With a little bit of Clone Wars Season 2. Take care, everybody. Across this endless galaxy, many battles there are. Choose carefully. Decide on which you fight. Greetings, clan warriors. I do hate to interrupt. I want to remind Jedi boy that we bounty hunters take exception. We bow to no lord. I then give for you take. We dare to take. It's Bane! Inflict devastating damage on the Jedi order. They send bounty hunters after us. Stop him! I sense something, Master. It's the dark side of Soka. That looks like a lot of droids. I'll fight to my last breath to keep them safe. Get down! Reinforcements are on their way. Star Wars The Clone Wars Rise of the Bounty Hunters One hour season premiere October 2nd and 8th Only on
I can hear you good. Okay. Are you uh, are you hard hardwired this week? I am hardwired, so okay. Hopefully, if, we won't get any interruptions. Well, we haven't had any drops yet, so yeah, yeah. Let's see. Oh, okay. Here's something. Here's something, and I want to. I'm just gonna clear this with you before we go into this. I just want you on my side. Uh, let's see. No one is quite sure how Darth Sidious came across his young and deadly apprentice. He was raised from an early age to be a weapon, tempered by harsh, abusive training to become an incredible warrior. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Once a Zabrak from Iridonia, Maul abandoned all trace of his former identity when he took on his Sith name. So complete was his devotion that he even endured the agony of having intricate Sith tattoos applied tattoos. to his entire body. Right. What? But what does that even mean, was once a Zabrak? <laughs> yeah. Like... If I become a Sith, does that mean that I'm no longer human? Because the Sith were their own species at one point in time, right? Like that's that's New Jedi or uh, not New Jedi or Tales of the Tales of the Jedi stuff, right? Hmm. Very interesting. Okay, well I have my ammunition now. That is all I need. That's that's the reasonable doubt. That's the three percent right there. That's what you need right that's there. That's the reasonable doubt that that puts it back in my favor. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I have an email. I have uh, which which one of these forum posts do you want to go with this week? Um, 